the movie phone motherfucker. Shit. Anyway, just listen to your episode with Sir John Lee. Fucking great episode, man. I was not expecting that. I mean, it was great, but I wasn't expecting it to be so goddamn great. Uh, Sir John Lee is the shit. Actually, that's not even your fucking guess, is it? Oh, shit. Hold up. Uh, I think that's your guess. I don't even fucking know. You know what, at the end of the day, I hope it's your guess. I don't think it's designed. See, problem is, I focus on too much shit, I get lost in fucking translation. I'm pretty sure it's Sir John Lee. But you know what? If it ain't, Zion is the shit, too. See, all this Twitter shit's got me all fucked up. I remember earlier, we was talking about, uh, uh, on Twitter, Zion had um, bumped my artwork because he put out some dope shit. Fucking dope! And the shit is talking. I saw a tweet. Motherfucker had his artwork talking to you. I can't do that shit. How I'm going to compete? How I'm going to look? Anyway, Sir John Lee's the shit. Zion is the shit. B-Rob is the motherfucking shit. We all show is the shit. A lot of shit flying around here today. Um, just wanted to reach out and tell you that. You man, B-Rob. Peace. That reminds me, by the way. Have we heard anything from this motherfucker, Javi Rogers? This motherfucker just done disappeared. He was on Twitter for a minute. He gets banned. He came back as Count Dooku or some shit. And all of a sudden, that motherfucker disappeared again. I mean, you know. We miss you, Hoppy. We trying to figure out what's going on with you, baby. You know, we're doing what we do. Anyway, um, that's about it. I want to give a shout-out to my peoples up in the struggle. Uh, that would be at Jody B. What up, Jody? What up, Al B and Brad Prime? Al B and Brad Prime Show. A-L-B-N-R-P Show on Twitter. At Who Would Win, James Gadley, Jay Sandlin. Uh, who else? Who else we going to give a shout-out to? Uh, my boys over at FYFC Studio, Razor, Fear, MVI. She's not a boy, but you know, whatever. Same shit. Uh, who else we going to give a shout-out to? Uh, damn, I'm listening to too much shit. I can't think of anybody right now. The fucking worst. All right, well, that's all. Just trying to check in and see what's up with Hoppy. Hoppy, Hoppy, Hoppy. I miss you, Hop. You need to call in, leave a story, a voicemail, something. Let us know you are all right. You know, let us know what's going on in the struggle. Um, having said that, peace. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. To the R, O to the B, coming at you with the funny random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on. Yeah, it's a concept, you know he be rocking, rock got the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie Lid. Tune in your crib, in your whip, at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. Here we go. What up, everybody? This your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition. Of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. I, I go through many scenarios in my head about how do you stack your podcast queue. I know me personally, I have, you know, my normal ones that I listen to all the time. So every time that person puts out a new episode, it automatically pops up in my queue. And then there's just sometimes, you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm interacting with other podcasters, people retweeting my shit. I'm retweeting their shit. And I was like, you know what? 
I've interacted with this person on the internet all this goddamn time, and I never listened to their motherfucking podcast. So I was like, all right, let me download their latest episode and see what the hell they're talking about. And sometimes that'll just sit in my queue. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I may not get to it right away because I'm trying to listen to all the backlog of other shit that I said, hey, I don't even listen to this goddamn show. Let me put it in the queue and damn listen to it later. So you might do that. (laughs) So I appreciate you if you're listening to this now. And if you're a new listener, I also appreciate you for taking out the time to give my show a try. If you're referred to by somebody to listen to the show, give them a crisp high five if you're in the vicinity. If not, give them a virtual high five or you can just take a knee and do it mentally in your mind. Astral project that shit across the world and high five whoever referred you to me. Got all that shit out the way. And as most of the time, I have a guest here today, a returning guest, an awesome guest, one of my favorite guests. I mean, they only been on the show once or twice, so I don't know why. <laughs> you know, um, all my guests are my favorite guests. That's Paul from the course. Who I have with me today is Mr. Ralph Nervous. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. It's my Friday. Uh, it's Thursday over here in Cali. It's like uh, about seven o'clock and uh just got off of work watered the grass you know i'm trying to do grown folk stuff now you know like trying to expand you know my creativity so but anyways we'll get into that but how have you been bro man i have been delightful um ain't too much got me down man i'm just now i'm living each day as a as it comes in bro i'm not trying to force nothing i'm not trying to worry about too much shit i just take it as it comes i feel you on that i feel you on that uh each day has its own anxieties and yet hence the name ralph nervous i'm still nervous a lot you know and uh, i still uh just because i'm i care just because i want to I have this uh, weird, weird defect where I have to be creative every single day, you know, in some kind of form. So, like I said, I appreciate you on the push with uh, my Lone Wolf CD that's still out. You know, it's an EP. It's all acoustic. It's uh, that's how we kind of met up. Yeah. Shout out to the what is it? The ugly mommy face glory hole. What was the name of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a yeah the God that show God up on me hole. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't um like you said you were talking about podcasts earlier and which ones you listen to and I had my own podcast one time and and I did fall off. It's a lot of energy. Sometimes no one's looking. You know, there's no support in numbers. So, but but it was fun. I do like to talk. You know, I like to hears people's store background stories and what drives them too. So I give it up to you for, for even growing and, and make, making it more visual in the future. Cause that is now, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just only hearing, but, uh, I love visuals too, you know? And so how's your camera? How's everything? How are those cool things that you have? Man, they're fun. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've always had like an eye for video and uh, photography and everything. It's just like, for as long as I can remember, even as a young kid, I've always had a camera of some sort to take some kind of pictures. I would never take pictures of myself, per se. I only got really into that as an adult. I would always take pictures of other people and my surroundings and things like that. 
and you know just to try to get back into it different ways because like um when i was separated from the military from the day i retired all the way up you know 300 and a full 365 days i took a picture of myself every day because you know that wasn't something that i normally did and it wasn't something that i used to so i it was an experiment for myself and if you go back to my instagram now you can see all 365 days of me posting me and people may be like why i mean well one because it's my motherfucking instagram i do what the hell i want <laughs> right. and then i'm um a lot of my friends because i mean those same pictures are circulating on facebook as well and some of my friends and family would be like why are you posting pictures every day because i mean that's not normal for me you know and you know i had to do the same thing of like well you know i never took pictures of myself there's something new there's a new journey in life blah 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 and I got tired of repeating that shit, so I had to like shut the fuck up. If you don't like it, don't look. <laughs> I feel you on that because sometimes when the things we're asking to look at, they're not looking at anyways. Yeah, no, you know no. what I'm saying? So it's kind of like uh, it's a hit and miss with that. And uh, for me, you mentioned Facebook, and and you know we're just catching up, man. Um, I have some stuff that I'm promoting that people could experience, you know, via internet and things like that, uh, but. I did, I went off of Facebook. I, I did like a, like I closed it, but I, it's not all the way deactivated. It's yeah. kind of just deactivated and I don't, I don't look at it at all. Yeah. And, uh, and Snapchat, I got off of Snapchat and I was never on Twitter, but so that's not even, but I have Twitter, but I just, uh, it feels good to detach. You see that with entertainers on a higher level than me, you know, uh, going crazy uh dealing with uh social media or you know their lives are different you know they're mm -hmm. but i feel the same amount of pressure because at a one time i was trying to make a name for myself as far as being an entertainer or a singer and and uh things change man I, i'm gonna be 42 in like a month uh june 18 uh i'll be 42 and a lot of a lot of uh different families i have like three babies, moms and whatnot, and had child support been broke and still kind of broke, but um, hanging in there and gigging with my band Sock Monkey. That's what I'm most proud of right now because the Sock Monkey is my dad, Ralph Navarro Sr. He plays guitar and he sings background to me. And uh, and then I have, we fluctuating drummers, but Eric Escudero is a drummer. My uncle Rene Burgess is a drummer. Henry Garcia is a drummer. We, we they sub in and out with, uh, based upon Eric's schedule, and then uh, my brother ba uh, on bass, big Brucey Bruce English. He's like big big black brother who sings like deep soul. So he's like my third harmony. We have like three harmonies and sometimes four man. And it's uh, doing that with the family. That's what I enjoy the best. And playing for for memorable experiences like weddings or uh, you know I guess birthdays or whatever. But more personal parties and just bars, but we play bars too, man. So if you ever need a, a band out there, Sock Monkey, you can find us on YouTube. It's S O K M U N K Y, like Sock S O K, and then Monkey like Funky. But you'll see me and my dad and rocking out, and that and that's what I'm going through now. And I, I got off of the local Facebook because that's that's where mostly people vent. That's where mostly yeah. people. Or fighting over Trump and all kinds of crazy stuff like that and <laughs> stuff that I, um, I'm, I'm aware of, but I just don't. I don't care. I, try, I don't. Yeah, I'm not trying to focus on that because 
I don't know what's real, what's not real, blah, blah, blah. I know what's real in my life. Yeah. And, and that's way out of my control, all that stuff. So I don't barely watch the news. Uh, uh, I'm mostly in my garage and I wish I could Skype you, but, but this is where mostly I spend a lot of my, my time and I hide. I like how you are where I am on stage. I play this weekend if, uh, in Riverside with my dad at a brewery. And uh, do you like breweries, bro? Do you like uh, craft beers, IPAs, and all that? Well, I guess kind of in a way because, like, I can't drink like – I mean, I can, but I I choose not to. I don't like beer so much. But if you give me something like a, a Angry Orchard or a freaking uh, – what's that? A Woodchuck or some shit like that, I'll drink that because it's flavored. You know, I'm an alcohol man but not a beer man. So – What's your I'm, shot? Hey. Oh, my, my liquor of choice? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I drink it all, but like, if you just gave me some money and be like, "Hey, man, go get your favorite drink," I think what I'm leaning toward now is probably the Crown Royal Apple. Seriously? Okay, okay. What do you mix it? Can you mix it with something? I mean, with the Crown Royal Apple, I mean, I could usually drink that straight because it's just that damn good. But if I'm gonna mix it with something, I might do maybe a little bit of Sprite. Or maybe um, I probably give it a little mix. I get like a little sour mix in there, like an amaretto sour, but just replace the amaretto with the freaking Crown Royal apple. Is that a cultural thing? Is that for? Is that like where you at right now? Are you in West Virginia? <laughs> Are you in Virginia? <laughs> no, I'm in Houston, Texas. That's just the Skype number. Yeah, today. I thought you were in Texas. Dude. I just kind of like that number, but anyway, that's funny. That's random. That, but reason why I'm talking about alcohol too, like SoCo is my thing. Like I love SoCo. I like anything, but Southern Comfort, I like that just straight. But uh, because alcoholism has played a big part in my life since we last talked too, is like trying to deal with problems. You feel me? Like uh, I mean, I'm a functional, but I do I do realize there's uh, problems, you know, and, and and to have those 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 crutches. And those, uh, escape, uh, I love music, you know, and I just go out here in the garage and I make, and I feel like I'm growing. I feel proud of myself in my garage. And then I try to make random, um, 16 bars and, and then crash out or, you know, or that's little exercises to make me feel like that's all documented. When I want to come off the CD, all I have to redo is redo it really well. That's kind of like, you know, freestyle or, uh, yeah. that's quick. Like that, that's written like in, 20 minutes, you know, like I'm just vibing. And that's what you do when you're in the studio making raps with the, with, with, uh, with, uh, the homies. I grew up doing that. That's really fun to me. It's like, uh, when you end up making complete songs just by, it's a game. It's, it's the put up the beat, come up with the chorus. And that's usually me because I'm a singer and then come up with the verse. So it's kind of like, that's why I got really skilled at it because when you're going against two other homies, there's three, in a rap rap song, there's three verses. So I we're writing against time and against each other. Whoever finishes first records records first, and uh, you go in that order. But for me doing the hook, I have to sing the hook. And they're writing their sixteens, and I have to catch up with my sixteen. And I've done that for at least a decade now. Yeah, man. Uh, that's how. That's my introduction to the scene was to be on hooks first. One of the first things is rappers needed singers, so. That's how I learned how to even rap. I was nervous habit back then. And I RVUS habits, one word, nervous habit. And it's tattooed on my um, left, left forearm. Uh, that's the introduction to my recording. And I was 
actually Ralph Gobsick. I was Ralph Gobsick first, sorry. Sorry for the rambling, but we're just, uh, I'm just <laughs> explaining myself, bro, and like what I'm going through, like I said, and um, uh, the evolution of me is, is not just music. Yeah, it is visuals too, uh, but most of all, I'm trying to learn how to be a better dad and a better husband, you know, just uh better, better son, you know, to my father who's helped me, better brother, you know, just because you realize some of us are spoiled. Some of us are brats, dude. And I've been a musical. I lived upon my, my gift of gab and talent for a long, long time. And not to say I can't make it, but I want, I'm trying to make amends at the same time. You feel me on that, bro? Like yeah. I'm growing into my own. Like I, I'm very apologetic, apologetic to the things that I've done because I was just learning the game, you yeah. know, and learning life, you know, and, uh, uh, a lot of the, pain I cause uh have, my daughter will be 21 this year uh, my oldest and my son will be 17 and I have a 12 year old stepdaughter and and, and my daughter's going to be six so it's like and that that all depends on me so I can't just always chase the dream but yet every day I'm trying to sing even you see me bro like I'm trying oh, yeah. to I'm one of the I'm one of the rare ones in my community that always come out with some I always believe this. If you could use any modest equipment, I've been doing it for a long time. Live stream before everyone started getting used to showing their face. I had to learn how I'm back on live stream and all that kind of stuff of how to do, do internet shows and sale. And, and, uh, I always say go with the, the best, the, the best equipment you have, do it. And, uh, and I like that balls out message. And like what you do, you're in your going to Walmart every day. And, and most of the time, some people not, might not be watching. Yeah. Maybe it's only a few. And uh, you got to keep going on. And uh, and uh, I'll try my best to support you and plug. I'll learn how to plug it in. Where where like you said, where it alerts me that you're that you're that you know. Tell the people how do I subscribe to your channel? What do I have to do to steps to get your channel? Where when you have a new episode, it just alerts me. How do I get to do that for all the people listening now? You know. Yeah. Now it's just like um. From the time that you were here last, all the way up until now, it's just like um, I've seen you grind. It's just like I've seen exponential growth from then all the way up until now. It's like there's not a time of the day that I can't go on my Instagram and there's something new by you on there. And I really dig it because I see you doing all the covers to um, different songs and everything. I do see clips from um, your performances with your band and everything. Um, just everything is always something, no matter how big it, it doesn't even have to even be about you performing. It's just like, it's something. And I think that's really cool. Content. content. I'm just, I just said content. That's the most important, but I, but I appreciate what you're getting to, you know what I'm saying? Um, I do brother. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no problem. I can, tell I do you, appreciate I can tell you, um, I think it was, what's today? Today is Thursday. It was Sunday. And um, we was coming back from Louisiana. And yeah, that's, your butterfly song came on. And I was like, yeah, that's my dude. <laughs> and it just so happened. It was like not too long after that. He was like, hey, man, can we get can I get on the show? And then we here we are now. And I was just like, man, stuff like that ain't a coincidence. That shit was meant to happen, you know? Thank you, man. Because 
I do appreciate you. I'm not, you know, anything I could offer back, uh, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do want to do a Skype with you soon, you know, to show you some of my new music, some beats and stuff, you know, maybe next time or if this gets cut early. But um, I do want to show you music uh, just because it's, uh, it's an interesting process, you know, it's therapeutic, you know. Uh, and I appreciate what you said about me grinding and it's all over i i like i said i encourage people to, to even what really even helped me to feel better about myself was making the 60 second videos of any random song but all but putting credits by it just stepping it up a little bit by putting you know using in in shot and be able to add um titles or lyrics to videos was a big come up you know and and then i, I couldn't always play it on guitar Cause I'm not a guitar player, but I, but I started saying, F it. I'm going to put, go on, find karaoke and bump it through my speakers and then sing it. Cause I want people to come to my shows. It doesn't really work. Nah. Like I said, most people are not, not watching. Most people don't give a damn. And it's like, but I appreciate people like you that, that, that's, that are looking in and not just disregarding it because, uh, those songs I could sing. And I, so some of those songs I do sing with my band, you know, uh, uh, why I put all those varieties because I am that variety I want to make I really want to write songs for people I'm pushing that up there if anyone's listening I really want to collab I think people mostly not everyone's a great writer and I also think like producers like for example Metallica or not producers but bands like Metallica uh, Stone Temple Pilots um, I got an interesting story about Stone Temple Pilots but uh, those type of bands they hire different people to record them, different producers, and they give them a different twist on their sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and a lot of people out here where, where I'm from or wherever I reach out to, I'm like, let me like just mold your sound a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'll make you sound like the best you or the disver- uh, different version of you. And that's what they need. Because I, me personally, I have a lot of versions of my vocals and my styles and my skills. So uh, I'm just trying to sh- show them, but they don't, they don't care. I have to make it like big or something for them to um, really listen. And that's how stubborn everyone is. They're not giving my credit when I have like, I'm going to be 42 and I've been singing like for since around 18. That's when I grew out of my shell and, and started to, to practice, to play on my own. And uh, so that's since I was 18 till now. So like 20, 24 years. Yeah. So it's like, and then my dad, my dad shout out to my dad for raising me on top of his amplifier at every practice because he'd been playing since he was 14. So, and he's been gigging and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I learned how to practice cover songs and hear Get Down On It and, uh, um, but you won't do, do yeah, all these songs in my head, dude, like all the greats because he played top 40. And let me tell you kids or whoever's listening, when you're singing top 40, when you're singing 40 different style throats and voices um in one night you know uh because that's how many songs of minimum i sing is like 30 to 40 songs of different artists and i have different throats and different voices um so when you're learning the hits and you're singing the hits that's all you know whether so when you write songs it's going to be hit style you know what i'm saying yeah i can it's totally like understand that people that's the formula why i'm gonna write really good songs with like you said, maybe Butterfly, I wrote that for, uh, Butterfly song, I wrote that 
for Cancer, uh, Relay for Life, um, American Cancer Society. I was a part of a committee and I performed that song this year too for Colton, um, Colton, California. Shout out 92324. But anyways, <laughs> Butterfly song was written for, um, I wrote that like in one or two nights. I wrote that song and really put my heart to the survivors of cancer because that's a real deal out here in Cali. How is it out there? How's the rates out there, man? I would imagine it's high seeing that they almost got 2 million people here. So, I mean, I can't give you specific statistics. I got you. I'm just saying it's real, bro. That's Part of me is, was showing you, like I said, even alcoholism, escapism, being overwhelmed with your life, you know, all these things is what, um, and you see me grinding like a couple, even two days ago, I put out a new 16 bars and a new beat I made that night. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to feel proud of myself, to feel like I should exist. Cause you, we, I don't know about you, man, but I battle the, you know, a lot of people battle depression too, you know, and I'm not afraid to talk about it. Cause that's a real deal, dude. When you, when you have too many problems because you're a fool, but you, then you wise up to try to fix them and you have to go, I have to put a lot on my back. I have to cut through a lot of vines or jungle, you know, to, to get to, to happiness. But I, but I'm positive. I'm super positive. That's why I do put out the content yeah. because. When we're live on stage and people are feeling us, uh, there's nothing better than to, to change people's uh, attitudes, to make me make people forget them, you know, themselves of what's going on. But, but anyways, man, yeah. that's what I've been going through. That grind is to make to like a search for happiness, pursuit of happiness is what I'm looking for. Yeah, man, and I, I feel that. I mean, it's just like. I I know how you feel about, you know, your art, about what you do and everything. And like, I kind of hope I do that with this podcast, you know, because like I, I, I stay away from politics. I'm, I'm not trying to bring, you know, that outside shit that's going on right now into here, because I mean, people live that shit every day, man. And I feel like if you listen to the podcast, unless you listen to specific podcasts that tailor to that type of thing, I mean, this should be your escape. You know, you should be trying to, you know, not so much worry about, you know, what's going on here, what's going on there. This is like, you know, let me relax and reflect and, you know, think about some other stuff or, you know, listen to somebody like you that speak about, you know, some of their struggles and everything and what they're doing to overcome it. And, you know, that that's uplifting. That's inspiring other people to try to do the same. I tell you, I tell you, like, uh, but I do appreciate your show. You know, I want to keep it light. You know, I do want to keep it light. Um, any questions or, um, I could, you know, I could talk about what's next, you know, uh, Soul Wolf and digital forms. And, uh, I wish I could play a song for you. You know, uh, I do want to add that at the end, at least we could do that. Okay. Well, this this is what I was wondering and everything, because like you, I see you putting out the covers. I see you put out your sixteens and all that stuff, and you write your music and everything. How easy does it come to you now? Because I know you've been doing it for a while. You said from like eighteen years old. I mean, whenever you sit down and you try to create a new product and everything, you know, does it come to you easy or is it just like? You know, you get one chord, all right, this chord leads to this chord, and then you're off and running. 
Yeah, it's, a, it's every time it's different, man. Um, what I do with easiest now is I because I flick on my MacBook and I have a little MIDI MIDI keyboard and those sixteens. Just speaking of uh, making these beats, making these loops um, off of Logic Pro X and having fun, just putting sounds together, putting notes together. You know, you have like you have like let's say five thousand sounds, and so you, it's up it's up to me to learn to pair them up in in a beat a pattern drums piano strings whatever the sound is and to make something that i and then it catches me and then i want to flow i want to sing rap i like rap form from i always used to write rap form but then if i want to sing then you just change how how you bend bend the bend the words you feel me it's like you can always write rap because it's fast with delivery but then if you and later on if you want to sing it or or you can change it to any kind of rhythm you just kind of bend the sounds the way, tweak it, the same words, but slow it down, speed it up, you know, pronounce it different. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's trippy. I like just, I said, I'm not, one of the rhymes, I said, I'm not a rapper. I just, uh, I like putting sounds together. It's like, I just, any form, I, I like to put music and then it gets captures the feeling. And, and then usually you just try to target a, a topic. You know, and a lot of, most of the time for me, it's something that I'm going through that's really prevalent. It's really dominate, dominating my life or, or mostly right now I'm trying to encourage people just because I just want to be a positive force in the music industry. I, I take it, I chose a side. I want to help society. Uh, you feel me on that? I don't, I don't, I want, I don't want no, no one's sad. I don't want people hurting. I want to, I don't want people crying. I'm that sensitive a person. I'm not caring. And so I want to write a song that it'll show you like someone's been through some crazy stuff. And, or I'm just going to teach you what I think is a positive path or whatever the case may be. You know, that's, uh, I'm not trying to preach on here. I'm just saying that's what I chose to do. Some people choose to be popular. Some people choose what's catchy. I could talk about. What's what's the best mar best marijuana or the best drink and just have fun? I could do that too. That's and I've done it, but but it's more like I've all like I said, karma or not karma, but you reap what you sow. I really uh, as like I said, I'm gonna refer. Taught me a lesson to have three babies, moms, not child support, to have some um, obligations, have responsibility that big. Uh, so I know that I I did that. And if I put out music that's going to make people act like a fool, I may do, then it's because of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I own up to the to the fact that I'm responsible for what I say. Yeah, because, I mean, and, it's just uh, like all those, uh, you know, the new, the, the little rappers, the like Little Zan, Little This and Little <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's just what you're saying. They, they're doing the same thing, but it's just like it's not too much positive stuff out there they're talking about I'm drinking I'm smoking I'm spending cash on this bullshit and then we got now we got all these kids that listen to the music talking about hey I need to go pop pills and smoke this and do all that shit that's fair yeah but like I mean yeah okay. it's, it's, that's how it breaking up. Be. goes back to Snoop Dogg goes back to NWA homie like I'm not gonna try to fail on all these Little rappers, even though, because these guys straight out only did that. Yeah. These new guys, the little and the tattoo faces, and the, the they look like gremlins. It's like, <laughs> come on, 
the pop stars look like gremlins. Like Little Wayne was one of the first gremlins to come out. <laughs> yeah, so he he must be the Mogwai. He he's um was Gizmo and everybody. Gizmo <laughs> and everybody popped off off of him. <laughs> Sorry, that's my best Gizmo. Because people, being a little guy, man, if people see me, know how I look. I'm little guy. I'm like Mogwai, but I'm not like uh, Little Wayne. Yeah, so they popped off the end. So all these other characters had, they weren't perfect, Gizmo. They're all defected. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And that's kind of where all this spawned from. I mean, Little Wayne was the catalyst for all, yeah. a lot of these rappers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a fool. I'm a goblin. I'm a dis. He said he he did all that to every he he that's why people look up to him as one of the greats and and hey believe me or not I, I was I love some of some of his flows yeah Yo, DJ that my DJ but but when they Birdman and him start kissing I don't know about all that <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> his his style like his just whole thing just took a sharp lift you know I mean because I I dug a lot of his um. I, I I rocked with him from when he was young, young Wayne, Lil Wayne, or whatever. Cash Money, Hot Boys, all that shit, and all the way up until he started, you know, growing the hair out, the dreads, and he, you know, came out with the Carter, then the Carter Two. I was like, man, he he owned something, and then all them fucking tight ass pants and all this other shit start happening, and I ain't know what what to think after that. <laughs> He went for the he went for the white demographics. Yeah, yeah he did. Because he, he put out a lot of he put out a rock album and he started playing guitar yeah, and skateboarding so, and all this other shit. But let me tell you, that's why it's like a business, and that's yeah. why like things that I've done, bro. Like things that I've done, you watch me evolve. Like I went on tour with a homie called Mo Man Ace, and and uh, I got to be like Tretch. Tretch was on tour. I didn't get to meet BBD, but I got to be like I could touch their shoes. <laughs> um, if I wanted to, I got that close, but, and I got to hang out with a lot of the nineties stars. I got to see what the lifestyle is of, uh, someone who had hit, you know, and, uh, I did those two videos with the homie Mel and shout out to him. You know, he, he taught me a lot right away in a short amount of time. Like I was going to be on my way to be, my talent would have proved me. Uh, I didn't, you know, being introduced to people with, with fame and, and, and um, connections, uh, all I had to do was open my mouth and sing. And then that would have been proof that I get down like that, you know, and my writing skills is fast. And, and, and anyways, I realized what they have to do and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be on the road because that's where you make most of your money. Yeah. And then if I, I had to compromise, like I said, and then I had to do some speak about things and, and no one made me, but I understand what's popular. It's a formula. Like for, for little Wayne to go to rock and roll, it's a formula. I'm going to get the white people too, you know, and, and uh, more, you know, and, uh, and, and just, and just show diversity and made him, I don't know if he did it any better, but what I'm saying is I've seen what the music industry has to offer and I don't want it. So like, uh, I don't have to, I have my computer, I have my internet, I have my phones. Yeah. If I really want to promote, I'm going to promote. But they know I'm not going to, and if people want me, it's on my terms, you know, and that's what I discovered. And 
I can't. I can't afford to be on the road or nothing like that. I know my limitations as a man. And like I said, how, how am I going to be on the road and then be an awesome father to my kids like I just said? Yeah. I can't. I have to, I have to choose one or the other. And, and it was in, when you finally, like I said, when I was 18, I wanted to, to be, I didn't want to be famous, but I wanted to make money off my music. And it's like uh, when you're 40 years old, a year or so ago, I realized with responsibilities, that's not the, I'll fall, dude. You know, I'll fall. All the being on tour in all these cities and all the temptations, like I would fall. Like I wouldn't be, I know my limitations, you know, so. It's wild out there, bro. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it is, man. I totally understand that. But I mean, that's the cool thing. If we got anything from, you know, this current situation here, I mean, not like right now, but like this generation of things like technology, how far it has come, you know, is look at us, man. I'm sitting here in Houston, Texas, in my shorts, talking to you out there in Cali in your garage. I mean, with no parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Years ago, I mean, there's no other way we could have did this unless it was a landline or some shit, you know. And, then, and I mean, by all means, we could have Skyped or Facebook, or something or other, and and all that stuff, and seen each other. So, but uh, it's a cool. Like I said, there's different ways to represent your creativity. Yeah. You know, uh, and I'm happy to have. To be out every night, to be out on that scene, I don't know, man. I like to create music. That's what I like to do. That's why I'm focusing more on writing songs and becoming a better producer mm-hmm. and for people to believe in my talent to help them. Because I'm telling you, brother, not too many people grew up around music their whole life. Even on the weekends, shout out to my mom, Yolanda. She, when she was cleaning the floors and, and, and cleaning up the house on the weekend, it was on Coast 99.9. And out here, that's like, uh, back then, it was like Temptations and Beatles and uh, Stevie Wonder, of course. And the Beatles and Stevie Wonder, they really made me an artist who I am today. And maybe you could tell, like, I'm a poppy, soulful singer, and it's because of them and Music Soul Child, Lauren Hill, Maxwell, Anthony Hamilton, a lot of these Oasis, you know, Stone Temple Pilots. I'll have a quick story about them, dude. Yeah, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. Like, maybe a month ago, I put a song out, one of their songs, I was doing my 60-second cover song on Instagram, and I hashtag STP because it was a song called Big Empty, and some guy was trying to message me about Meet, messaging him to meet with, I mean, to talk with a guy from Stone Temple Pilots. And I just thought it's a scam because, right? Who, uh, Stone Temple Pilots want to contact me? I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, get out of here, you, you fruit. <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, he's like, come on, like, really, like, I'm really serious. And, and I, and I, I looked at my Instagram that day and I messaged him my info. And I got a, I got a call from Robert Jaleel from the bass player from Stone Temple Pilots telling me that my voice is beautiful and uh that's like a month ago or so month or or and a half and and I didn't I kinda always didn't believe it. Like I just didn't. Like I'm like, why is this dude calling me, telling me 
about my voice, you know what I'm saying? And you can look it up. It's on STP, uh, Robert DeLeo. Uh, that's the Instagram. And he, he, this guy from Stone Temple Palace, which, so, did you like Stone Temple Palace growing up or what? See, I come to, I come to like alternative music or, you know, just like that other different genre later on in life. So, I mean, I know who they are, but I'm, I probably wouldn't recognize a song until I actually heard it. No, I feel it. And it's like, uh, but for me, uh, a lot of history, it was the first song I auditioned to be in my first band was Plush, a famous song from the nineties, alternative and alternative. Like I said, my dad grew up playing all the pop hits. And my mom listened to that Stevie Wonder, Temptation Beatles, but in the 90s, I heard this, this alternative, Nirvana, and uh, Sublime, and Soundgarden, and it made me, and Creed, and all these, uh, um, Resident Machine, and Sublime, and all these bands, dude, that were so great in the 90s, and uh, that helped for me, too, because that's what, I had to sing those songs and dance, too, so when you learn these people's styles, it's kind of like, it's embedded in me. It's like reading books. It's like, uh, passing courses, you know, when SDP or Creed or, or anybody, Stevie Wonder, Music Social, when I could sing like three or four of their songs, but I at least pass some tests in, in, in their voice 101 or their style 101. Cause right now I'm studying voice to men. Um, I bought a CD, shout out to Target for a 399 <laughs> CD. Uh, voice to men, I should have walked in there with you and bought it. And in and, and Target, but I'm studying the. That's what you do when you're a vocalist or a writer. You study what you really want to be great at, and, and you study the greats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just. That's the formula for me. Now let's, let's, just, think, let's just think about. Yeah. Let's just think about the stuff you just said there. All right, you mentioned the Temptations and Stone Temple Pilots and all these other great bands and artists and everything let's think about that all right you 46 i mean 42 i'm sorry i ain't i'm trying i'm not trying to add years to you but i mean you're only a couple you're less than 10 years older than me so i mean we kind of grew up in around that same pocket because i mean i have older parents as well so i listen to like bobby Bland, bb king you know um clarence carter um you know a lot of the same people that you mentioned too so like that's something we grew up around and that's some of the things that we referenced to when we listened to classic music. Now we're going to have a crop of kids that don't know nothing but all these little rappers that we were just talking about before. And there's not really too many R&B groups anymore. And, you know, it's just weird to think about that. You know, we're going to have a generation of kids that only know what's out now and just within the past 10 years or so. <laughs> And let me shout out more greats that I took on, that I put in my heart was, um, Guy, cause it was just wasn't those old, it was Guy, it was, um, Black Street, it was, uh, Shy, oh, yeah. it was all the more, even more 90s. 90s was one of the best decades of music, man. Um, like I said, Shy, all, all those bands, bro, but, uh, and that's what I listened to, like you said, but the parents of the kids now, we're listening to Wayne. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's going to be normal. And there's going to be, how can you get more dumber and slower than popping Zannies, doing all these random drugs, drinking and having sex, all this people, Odin and all this kind of stuff. 
getting charged with being pedophiles, all this kind of, how can you get worse than that? Yeah, man, it's fucking weird. And it's just like, you better lock your doors. <laughs> hide your wife, hide your kids. <laughs> um, you're lucky because you're a certified, probably trained killer. You know, you get to snipe some of these people out because this world is going to go, it seems like it's going to go rampant because I'm singing about love. You feel me? Like, my influence is talking about love. I'm a good love song kind of guy. You know, I love love songs any day of n- any night. Yeah. But when you're talking about this, I'm plopping Zanny, you know, I'm doing this, you know, it's like eating tapas, too <laughs> legit, get lit. But anyways, but when they're not going to, I'm, I'm singing about love. That's why I still have a chance. Yeah, if you it, know that's in life. Yeah, if anything, like my older child or whatever. I mean, I've seen her playlist or whatever. I mean, she has some of the new music on there or whatever. But she has like a lot of old school music in there, you know. So I can appreciate that. My son, he's kind of more of um, what's going on now. So if you, if I, I, I walk in the room or whatever, well, I knock first because he's a teenager. I don't want to blind myself. <laughs> so damn. He's more of the, you know, what's going on now type of kid or whatever, you know, where my oldest is like in the past, knows about the past, kind of in tune with the present. My son is just all in the present. So I walk in on him. He doing the freaking them stupid ass dances that you see on the Internet now or whatever. He he's up on stuff like that. And then the baby just she don't really listen to a lot of music. But what she listens to is. Is like it's not. I could say it's normal, but it's just like, um, what's the damn song? I don't know the song right off the top of my head, but um, you remember that song "Victory" by um, Notorious B.I.G. I think so. Yeah, um, I, it was him and Puff Daddy. And I think they did a remix with the Fifty Cent in them. You know, the sun don't shine forever. And, you know, I forget how that shit go, but. The the sample that they use for that track she is like um from a western, a old ass western, and um it's like has a lot of opera elements in, to it or whatever, and that's the kind of shit she like to listen to. My seven year old, so I'm like, well, I'm all for that because it's not damn all this poppy zanny and all this other bullshit, and you know, I can dig it. <laughs> I play on that. Um, yeah, it, to me, it's scary because, um, how old is, you said the little one was seven, yeah. but my little one's going to be 12. So I'm, I'm going through the stage of monitoring what they are doing on the internet and trying to be protective because like I said, you're not, you're younger than me, but I had a, my first cell phone and it didn't even have a camera yet. <laughs> yeah. Like probably 1999 or 1998. 1999, yeah, 19 or 2000. Right, right around that time, I had my first cell phone, and I didn't even really have a camera yet. So I'm like, uh, it's way different when people the cyberbullying and the change change the society. And like I said, I I I love it and I hate it because the reason why we linked up because we're on um, social media, which I'm doing all from my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So there's goods and bads. And uh, 
the good parents will monitor their kids. The bad parents will just let surrender them to what the internet has to offer. You know? Yeah. It's just like, you know, I think about me as a kid. I know, like, um, it, the internet was budding. I can remember getting those AOL discs in the mail and shit and doing the free trials for however long and whatnot. And it's just like, sure, for sure. It was like discovering a whole new world because, I mean, it was the, you know, with the expansion of the internet, it was expansion of uh, accessibility. So when you was a kid or, you know, way back when, how I'm going to get porn. I got to trade tapes with somebody or I got to sneak them shit. So I look in magazines. Now you got this whole thing. I just type it in and just poop. Here it is. So we was there for like the genesis of that stuff. And now it's just like they have access to the same shit. And I know this like I know what to do now because I'm older. And you know but you know my parents they restricted me. They told me what to do and what not to do. But they wasn't really all up in my face. So I think that was like uh, you know kind of how the way I am because it kind of shaped me a little bit. So but at the same time looking back at it it's like all right, I'm not going to let my kids do that. <laughs> you know <laughs> I feel you on that. It's just adding to that reaping what you sow. When you spare the rod, you spoil the child. I'm not trying to preach on the show, man, yeah. but I'm just telling you, it's like that's part of that karma. Yeah. Our already experience being a fool, a fool, and the consequences of being a fool. So if I'm beginning to be a fool as a, as a as a parent, expect my kids to be more foolish because they're being raised. Not by the temptations and not by guy. And guy was pretty nasty in itself. Yeah. Remember that song? Yeah. Baby, please come closer. I want some of your love tonight. As a little kid, like, like I'm Mexican, man. I'm a fat Mexican guy. <laughs> but to be able to sing like Damien Hall, not exactly like him, but to mimic him, like that, it's like, it really, I'm telling stories every time. Now, at 40, 41, 42, I don't, I, have, I haven't sing like no one in a long time. I do my voice, my rendition of their, their song. But if you put the same amount of heart or even more, remix it, remix it to do, we do a Sarah Smile uh, remix, and we have it on the internet, probably SoundCloud, 10 East. I was in the 10 East band. It's my dad's band. That's what I got I had to do like, like I said, four or five hours of, of top 40 and funk, soul, hits, reggae, all these songs, like over and over and over on stage. It burns in your brain. You tell me you sing, you sing four hours in your room. It's one thing. You sing four hours in front of people and you're shy. It burns, you're nervous. It burns in, in your, it really goes in your memory. You feel me? You yeah. feel me, bro? Yeah. So that's, I don't know where we're going with this, but <laughs> yeah, like that is my life. Like that's what I do. That's why I'm, I feel like I could help anyone write a song that's going to be classic for them and their family to bring emotions, whether it's you want to get hype, you want to, you know, get party down or, you know, but it's got to be personal. Like, uh, I'll help you write that song, and I've been blessed to write songs for people, and it's 
one of the most, uh, maybe I'm not the most neat or orderly, but I could do this really well. And like some people can never do, uh, some people can never have a podcast. You feel me? Yeah. You feel me, bro? They don't believe in, 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 in themselves. I just, I had to like to have all that responsibility to be in bands, to say, I'm going to be in a band. And then you have gigs that you get paid for. I came in the game getting paid for, for gigs, cover bands. I came in making a hundred or, or more. Just, I didn't know any better. That's just how, it, how, it, how it was always been. And, and we fluctuate. You get view barter and stuff like that. And that's the cool thing about being learning covers is singing. Cause a lot of people want to be original all the time. It doesn't make any money, you know, and, and I'm not bashing that because I've, I've played gigs with it's just my originals too, you know, so I get it. But what you want out of the game and like I said, signing up for that to being paid to do it, you have to perform and, and to do it this long and to still, I don't even book gigs. People just call me for gigs if, if, if we gig at all and it's somewhat often it's just built, built on how much work I've done for like, 15 years at least around here, you know, so yeah. that's that hustle. That's what my dad gave me for gigging. He's, he's going to retire now, but he, he works, he's 65 and he, he works nine hours a day and he cuts his lawn and builds things and he repairs things and, and he gigs as much as me till two o'clock in the morning. You know, that's, that's my, my genes. That's, that's, uh, my, uh, history. That's my father. He instilled that in me where you work all day and then you go gig for four or five hours and you have to set up and, and tear down, you know, all the equipment. So he instilled that hard working ethic. So when I post up 60 second videos of all sorts or selling my nervous chains, oh yeah, I forgot about the nervous chains. They're still going strong since the last time I see you. Like I sell them at N-I-R-V-U-S-C-H-A-I-N-S, nervous chains, you know, uh, you can get them like five bucks a pop, you know, plus shipping and handling wherever you're at. And you seen the tapes, right? I gave you one that yep. uh, you posted up the, the other day, and I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, no problem, man. I mean, anything I can do to help, dude. And um, just like I tell you, people that been on this show or people that have a positive message or just trying to get their stuff out there. I mean, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not the biggest, but I mean, this is what I do. And this platform is open for you and people like you and anybody else who want to come on here and just talk, you know? Yeah. The, for those nervous chains talking about those, the, um, I don't know how I sent it to you, but if you double wrap it, it's a third, like a 30 inch chain yeah. and then you, um, double loop it. So it makes like a double ball chain. It's like a ball chain. Yeah. That's perfectly over the rear view mirror. And because not everyone wants to rock it as a necklace and you can't see it, but I'm rocking one. I rock one every day, dude. If I don't wear a nervous chain, it's like, I'm not wearing a bra. You feel me? Like, you feel me? It's like, yeah. I feel like I'm exposed. Like I'm naked. Yeah. And, um, and it's crazy. Cause like the one you sent me, you had the, um, the red uh, masking on the front of whatever. And red is my favorite color. I mean, I don't think I told you that, but it just so happened. That's the one I got. Yeah, and I wanted to show um, wear that shirt. I have it right next to me, but we didn't Skype. But I will promote promote your brand. Um, how do is there more shirts that people could buy? How do they find those shirts? 
Yeah, you can go on uh, represent.com and type in um, 3R show, or you can just go to my website, randomrobcast.com, and there's a merchandise link on there somewhere. I need to update it. <laughs> yeah, I think some of this, all those jobs, and uh, when you detach from living the dream, uh, you, have, you, know, you have freedom to do so many more things, but something has to fail. Yeah. It's really hard to do both, and and I'm trying to learn the balance. You feel me? You feel me, bro? And uh, so maybe when we um, promote this show, I'll just send a photo of me with, with your shirt rocking on a nervous chain or something like that. Yeah, I appreciate. Um, but uh, um, like you say, we could. Uh, I'm very excited about. Uh, I'm all gonna just say each day because it's. Uh, there's not one project that I want to do. I'm just gathering material. And then I, I believe in time, I'll be able to separate it into, into certain projects, for whatever it is. And like I said, I'm still, I have solo gigs that I do and I'm preparing for a wedding. Pretty soon I have to learn how to uh, play like three, three hours, four hours of music just acoustically. And like I said, I'm not a guitar player, but that's something that I put on myself. I chose to take a job, so I'm gonna try my. I'm gonna do, fulfill it, you know. And that's in November, but I have a lot of. I've had like almost a year to prepare for it, like so. Um, it's very honored to to be able to someone want to book you solo for their wedding for like two or three hours. You know, it's kind of like it's very humbling, you know, because that's their special moment, and it's not like me with my band. They're like, no, I just want you, and it's like very humbling in that but I have a lot of homework to do and a lot of work to do to to meet those requirements of uh, being a wedding singer but yeah. funny man huh? you'd be like Adam Sandler dude <laughs> yeah hey, it is funny that's why it is funny because that is hilarious um, I do want to be able to play with song eventually uh, like I'm I feel eager to, to do that um Last time we were live, um, but maybe we could do it in post or something like that if you want. Yeah, we can do that. Um, let's see, what's tomorrow's Friday? I'll be gone. Oh, I'm not gonna sit here while we're recording and <laughs> we discuss that, but um, yeah, we can definitely do that because this episode is not gonna go up right away, so we got time to um, put that in and get it done. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, other than that, the nervous chain site. Stock Monkey site, um, depending on where people are at, if they want a wedding band. It, it just feels good to be surrounded by, like I said, when you detach yourself from social media on, on the more personal side, because I don't know about you, man, but my Facebook was more community-oriented, yeah. and Facebook is where they vent. So it's like, when you detach yourself from that, that's what I want to leave with the people. It's like, yeah, I um, I'm a, I was only on it to promote because I have gigs. Like I I totally want to be off the grid in all the way, but I have gigs and it's hard to just. That's why I keep Instagram. Yeah, you know, and that's why I created a band Instagram, and I, and I try my best to to give uh, different content to each one. Is when people use that, I'm gonna share my Instagram to Twitter and to all these other sites. It's like, it's like you're repeating yourself. I really feel if you want to have two or three sites, give me 
two two or three different content. Yeah. You feel me? That's what I'm working on hard now. I try not to double share anything. And I did that and that's out of like that's out of vanity. You feel me? That's when you know you're out of hand was you know, you went to that selfie era. We all go to that. I never took I took some duck I took some ones where I almost showed nipple. <laughs> you know what I'm feeling? Because I was feeling myself. You know what I'm saying? But you go through phases on social media, you know, and uh, I'll be honest, like, I was ruthless on there. I thought I was on a soapbox. Uh, I met my wife on on there, you know. Uh, yeah. It was people at the beginning, like 2009, 2010, to, you know, at the, at the real, when it, when it really peaked, beginning, People trusted your identity on on uh, social media. You were what you pre- um, presented yourself to be. You feel me? Yeah. At the beginning, people saw what you did. People saw you. People saw your posts, and and in you, you were a character. I, at least I was. Be I was a character, and I used it for. I tried to slide up in the DMs, <laughs> you know, and that's how I met my wife. I invented, we, you know, I, I did that before those homies did it, man. And uh, it's funny. It was just, you're more bold when you're typing it. You feel me? Yeah, I got you. I mean, I, same thing with me, man. That's, I, I met my wife, what, nine, almost ten years ago on the internet. What? Yeah, so, and uh, it, it was even back in those days in AOL. I remember seeing some of those chat rooms. And before that, it was on party lines on the phones. Yeah. I don't know if you even know about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's like, hey, Miha, call me. Here's my number. And then people would break off of there and, and meet up and link up. And it was just, uh, that was that was the social media before for the party, party scene, I guess. And then, but I, what I'm just saying is like, there's been a, been a trip, like I said. It is. Um, I, I wrote a song about um, we weren't looking for love, and that's what I want on one of my albums. But I'm start, I'm talking about. That's says, I slid up in your DM. We were Facebook friends, and then every time I sing about that, like, we weren't looking for love. I'm just talking about how we're just messing around on Facebook and stuff, and my wife gets all embarrassed. But it's like. That's the truth. Uh, what do you want? What do you want me to say? You know, it's like uh, it's interesting. What site were you guys on? Uh, we were on BlackPlanet.com. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, man. That was like um, when MySpace was the thing. That was kind of like um, it, it was trying to be an uprising against. Well, not against MySpace, but it was trying to compete with MySpace, and um, that's where we met. It was just like. Pretty much, you know how black people always try to make their own thing. You know, they got Twitter now. They got people talking about hashtag Black Twitter and shit and all this other junk. So that's yeah. that's all Black Planet was. But I'll tell you the truth. Like when MySpace was popping, there, there was a Mexican one. There was a yeah, Spanish but, one called uh, Moco Space. Oh, the, yeah, they would have had like um, a Spanish um, offshoot of Black Planet. It was called Mahente. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, I get it. They're just not choosing original idea. They're just looking at concepts and formulas and reduplicating it. And that's why I tell you, it's like very simple to be popular and famous. 
but you know, but you do got to sell yourself a lot, you know, and whatever, hey, whatever you got to do, do it and be happy. But that wasn't going to bring me happiness. Fast forward. And neither was Moco Space or BlackPlanet.com. <laughs> you feel me? I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's like, uh, those are, we were learning, man. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going to be next. Yeah, because I mean, just like we was talking about earlier, man, it's just like we were there for the bare bones, kind of. And then we seen it just build up to what it is now, you know, and it's just it's kind of scary to even think about what's next. Because, I mean, we went from these big bulky ass computers to now these little bitty thin ass laptops and tablets. And then, I mean, how how do you advance beyond that? I mean, pretty soon there's going to be fucking holograms and VR. They're already working on VR now. I mean, we already yeah, we already got cars that fucking drive themselves and shit. I don't want that car, dude, because I think like it's gonna miscalculate something. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of variables. I think it's, I think it's good for the basic stuff. Yeah, but I want to override it if they can't predict what that that car in front of me is gonna do exactly. It's just gonna like halt or something. But what about the people beside me? Is it going to be maneuvering people that's behind me? You know, like, you know, if you just slam on the brake because someone cut in front of you, how is it going to stop something that's going to hit you from behind? Yeah, I mean, it's weird, man. <laughs> I'm not totally ready for that. I don't think we're we're going to get as far as flying like Jetsons. You feel me? Yeah. I don't think, I don't you know, I think we remember McDonald. Remember they could type in something and then the food would come out. McDonald's yeah. got the closest, you know. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, th- there's different variants of it or whatever. It's just like there are certain McDonald's, especially like when I was in Missouri. There's one McDonald's out there that the only people that had there was the people in the back cooking the food, and they had maybe one person at that register that you could you know, order food from. Everything else was just a LED board. You go up to it. You punch in what you want, then you just walk up to the counter when they call your name and take your food and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you know why McDonald's was one of the first people to do that? Because I worked at McDonald's. You, you know why I think why? Why is that? Because the register that I used to work on, that I used to take orders on, was kind of like that. And I didn't take a fuck, effing genius to minus pickles if you didn't want to minus pickles. If you didn't want pickles, to put minus on the pickles. You tell me that's how simple their menu program was. Because I, I worked at Taco Bell. I managed Taco Bell. I managed Arby's. And every system was different. But this one was just pictures, too. So they kind of just took their menu board and put it to where everyone's basic-minded can yeah. could um, make an order. Pretty much, man. I mean... That's what kind of sells simplicity. I mean, that that's not even just for McDonald's menus. That's for music as well, because I mean, a lot of it is simplistic, <laughs> repetitive. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and, and I like complicated songs. It, it, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But mostly, my attention span wants to do like four chords or even less if I could, but. Like I said, the simplicity, but you add like in-depth words with a lot of vocals, with a lot of um, like flavor or and feeling in the voice. 
angry, happy, whatever the the voice needs, you know, acting, because I'm an actor, too, with vocally, I'm an actor, because I portray these songs, and sometimes you can't get through a song without, and if you're going, I had one story was, shout out to Kiss, Gets a Quattro Band, and my homie, Anomaly is in it, and my homie, um, Paul Ramirez, and um, Paul Ramirez had a wedding, and he was singing this song by this guy named Major, or something like that, and it was a love song, and, and I was supposed to be that song, I was supposed to sing only that song where they walked down the aisle, him and his wife. Oh, no, no, the, the dad was walking the daughter down the aisle, and he was waiting up on the stage, and then I was up there, and I found love in you. And I was singing this song about love. And I hung me too. He's talking about how this girl's so perfect. And I'm going through in my life, like almost a divorce, and I'm and I'm crying to this guy, like that guy from Intervention. I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, I can't sing your song, man. I call him up. I'm like, I can't sing your song. And he's like, What's going? What's going on? I'm like, I don't believe in love, man. How am I supposed to song about love? But I don't believe in love, man. I'm a crying, ah, doing all that. And it's like, you feel me on that? It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't fake it. I didn't want to fake it. Yeah. And then I found, I found a way to relate to this song. And that's what you have to do. As, as a, some singers might just be singing, bro. But if I, I ain't gonna fake no song. Like I'm, I'm all gonna stand up for, for myself. Like. Nah, like when I sing a song, it's you're gonna feel it. Like that's what you, and that's why a lot of my songs I pick that have feelings. I don't want, I don't pick a lot of songs that just stop play you to, you know, play life, play yourself. You know. Yeah, man. You put the emotion, you put the feeling into it, and that's you know, sign of a good product. Yeah, and, and uh, I appreciate. So, um, how did the song come on the radio? Or, I mean, on your on your car stereo? Because I ha- I have oh. I have the Long Wolf album in my um, my phone in my um, iTunes, and uh, I just had it on random. <laughs> Ironic, right? Random, random, rounds. Yeah, I had it on random. Yeah, thank and, you. And, and that song it popped up, and my wife was like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Yeah, I had him on my show. That's a get. He was a guest." Not too long ago, and she's like, "That's a cool song." And then, damn, like I said, that's not too long after that. You hit me up on Instagram, and here we are. <laughs> I feel you on that. Thank you. And like I said, you know, to close out or whatever, because I know you got to pick up, baby girl. Yes, sir. But uh, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not. I like to add a song and for the people to hear post production or whatever. If we can, I'll send it to you or. You know, or even really soon if you want to. But uh, I appreciate you, man. What you, what you, what you're pushing. I can't wait to you. I see. You know, it could be you on the couch. I'm just, I'm just spitting ideas because this, I guess, is what we do. You, uh, you put your video on the couch, however you did. But then there's room for you to have your guests be in a smaller window. You know, on the right side or whatever. Left, right side is better if you're on the left side or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But have the, have 
guess, be right there. And then um, while we're talking, we're doing our best video we can over here. And then it just cut in. You know, and sometimes if you want to make it big, sometimes you do in post, you know, of, of your guests or not, you know, but I, but I really, with the equipment you have, you know, and even if your show is just monthly or whatever you choose to do, man, because I know audio is the fastest to get out there. You feel me? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah it sure is. I mean, I mean, I don't have to edit much of this, but I know with video, I mean, depending on how you do the things, because like you. If you have a camera, you want to have an external microphone, like a, a shock, um, not a shock, a shotgun microphone or some kind of other way to um, get the better audio quality. And when you're doing that, um, it's usually two separate recordings from the actual video. So now you got to line up the voice with the, um, the video and got to edit that audio, too. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of extra shit, <laughs> but. I mean, yeah. yeah, especially you want to make it really crazy and really, really cool, you know. And, and so, but I just think that's the way to go, bro. Like, uh, especially if you have that equipment, you know, like utilize it. And uh, but even like my work's gonna give us some S nines, Galaxy S nine. So I'm looking forward to what I could do with that since I already do videos with um, S seven and iPhone six. So. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to, to 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 the future of that, you know. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, That's the advantages of our technology nowadays. <laughs> yeah, for sure, bro. Like it, it is. Uh, it's different. When I started, bro, when I was an 18 year old kid, and I'm learning about documenting things, I had like just a little tape player, like one that had like a like like a handle would sit in. It was like a long rectangle uh, tape player with a big speaker, the tape part, and like a handle that could kind of pull out a little bit. It was like, you know, a rectangle thing. You could hold it. But I used to walk around the streets and and uh, record myself. I would play makeup songs when I only knew how to play one or two strings. I would just make up songs like a bass song and, and learn how to do power chords. Or I didn't have, I didn't have strings, but I used to walk around the tape player and when I first started recording songs, it was on a four track. It was on a two tape players, face to face, two two tape players face to face, recording one and then recording vocals on on another tape player. And it was very low quality. And then I went to four track, and then I went to Pro Tools, of course, and then Logic Pro or whatever. But it's like uh, all task and those, yeah, those recording on tapes was a trip, dude. Like. To have a monkeys tape, I had the uh, the monkeys from England. Yeah, hey, hey with the, the monkeys, and I had a tape. <laughs> I, I and I had and I had the tape, and I put like toilet paper or like a piece of wadded up um, paper inside of the little holes, and I would record my guitar and singing over that. You know, before I they have before I even had because I didn't have no job. I was like fourteen or fifteen, but that's what I would do and to make record. At that time, you know, record over the tapes that I bought or my parents bought me or tape, you know, and I probably recorded some of my dad's recordings just because I started getting scandalous and desperate to record more and more and more, you know. So, like I said, I have a a serious defect to want to create music or video art, anything every single day of my life. It's like 
I have to, and it's uh, it's good and bad, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I, I kind of feel like that's that way about this podcast, man. It's just like been doing this for a little over two years now, and now it's just like I almost feel obligated to do it, but at the same time, I don't feel like I'm obligated to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I it, it doesn't feel like it's a hindrance to me. You know? So, I mean, as long yeah, as it I mean, doesn't... Do you, knock, do you knock out more than one a week or no? I did two this week. So, I this one and um, I did one Monday. I would have had three, but um, it, it just didn't fall through. So, I mean, I try to record as much as I can. If I have to do week to week, that's fine. I mean, I'm not afraid to speak by myself if I don't have a guest, but it always kind of worked out. Okay. Yeah, if you have anything random to ask, you know, like I said, I'm not here to promote. I got the, the nervous chains um, that, that that they could get um, online and, and they seen it on your page. Oh, one thing I want to ask you was, how did you get that cartoon rendering of, of yourself? I drew it myself. You drew it? Yeah. Well, see, this, this is how it is. It's just like. I got the um the iPad and the um, Apple Pencil and all that shit, and I'm just kind of, I've seen people on YouTube do it, and I've always tried to wonder how they do it, and you know, this is what I was talking about, technology and shit, right? So damn, I can remember people doing this stuff on the computer, like a desktop and uh, laptops and everything, and I tried to do it myself, and it was so fucking difficult to me because I couldn't work the mouse the way, I couldn't work certain tools on the computer you know, how they would do it to create these vectors and all these cartoons and shit. But now, you know, I'm playing around with the programs on the iPad and it's like, I'm not the best at it, but it's easier for me to do it on my tablet than it would be for me to sit in front of a computer and do it. Because, I mean, I got the pencil in my hand. It's just like drawing on a piece of paper, pretty much. I'll get a picture of myself or whatever it is that I want to recreate. And it's pretty much like tracing. I'll put the picture on the screen, uh, put a layer over it, I'll get the good outline of the picture, and then you just go back and do all the details afterwards, you know, all the shading and all the other stuff. I mean, I'm still learning it, but, you know, that was pretty much my basic thing that I did. Yeah, so are you able to, with that pencil, create something really narrow? Yeah, you can um you can adjust the widths and then um they got a pressure sensitivity in some of the programs or whatever. So like it'll be just like if I do it lightly, the stroke will be lightly. If I press down harder on the screen, the, uh it'll expand and it'll get darker as well. Okay, that's pretty um and I'm sure latency cuz latency for computers back in the day, you had to have the right amount of um, computer brain to back up what your little keyboard could do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or be delayed and blah, blah, blah. But exactly. It's pretty accurate for the um the, the, for the Apple and the Apple Pencil then, huh? Yeah, because I mean there's the pro version of the tablet that I have and um, if you like play with that, I mean there's virtually no latency or whatever. Like with the um, base model that I have with the Apple Pencil, because they just released a new version for um, you know, you know, for a lower price. So I got that. 
I mean, there's latency, but as you're doing what you're doing, you wouldn't notice it. You know, it's just like you had to be sitting there and fucking eyeballing the shit out of this thing to notice the latency. I mean, it's very small. Okay, okay. I feel you on that. Like, because, um, like I said, that's another thing that I'd like to dabble in, but I, and, and video too, but, um, I'm not really trying to go down even more past, but yeah, I, I do like the fact about, having better phones, better phone cameras, and better apps. I was able to do, like, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, just look up Ralph Nervous anywhere, R-A-L-P-H-N-I-R-V-U-S. But, I, you know, I experimented in a lot of different little ventures of uh, using creativity. I did one where I did, like, two characters of myself. I talked to myself, and I have more in my mind to do. It's just... Uh, I might go on vacation in a week, so I hope to get into some different types form of uh, entertainment, you know, uh, and uh, where I did different characters and different voices, and I chopped them back and forth on an app. Yeah. I did uh, another one where I did a reaction. The, one of the coolest things in which I think when you get more into video, you should do is to watch something brand new that's trending and to react to it for you know, five to 10 minutes, talk about it and, and stop it and play it. And I did that one time with that, um, icon video by Jaden Smith. Yeah. And, uh, when I was trending, cause, and it got me going, I liked it. And, but to learn that craft, there's different types of platforms yeah. in this biz of internet, you know, and I like them all, you know, and it's like, uh, you're always reinforcing your opinion. Yeah. You always reinforce it too. And uh when the response is good, uh you feel good. You know, that's like Pavlov dog. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what the internet is. So to me, social media is, I mean. Yeah. And it's weird like you bring up that reaction video stuff or whatever. I was thinking about that, but like I'm a weird person. It's like, you know, people yeah. they they react like that, you know, so like if you see something shocking, you know, people, they'll, they'll make the shock face. They'll be like, oh, you know, and gasp and do all that stuff. I'm just like, I don't do that, you know. So for me to do a reaction video, I would have to actually play up what I feel inside. You know, I would have to act, you know, and, I, and I'm and i just not feeling that. Yeah. I mean, I can talk yeah, but about But you don't it. have to. There's yeah. People might, people might stumble upon you that they don't want that dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I get it, because when I did it, I played it up, but I like playing it up. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I'm I'm not bar entertainer. I got to get you into it, so I am <laughs> playing it up. But, uh, and that's performer. And that's just something that I watched you grow as, you know, personally, man to man. Like you said, you got to go to that selfie time. Mm-hmm. You weren't all about selfie, or, you know, whatever reasons. Yeah. Macho, uh, Subconscious, whatever the whatever the reason is, it's real. And uh, yeah, and, and and I did see that where you wasn't weren't comfortable, but that comes with time, you know. And you got to put your ears in. I told you, like I used to sing in the shower before I even went on stage at uh, twenty eighteen is when I started singing, but twenty two twenty three was when I first started going on stage before I was developing my talent, like 
quietly in the, you know, in the rooms and I had, I had kids and families at that time, but I did it. I was too scared to go on stage. They used to say, Hey, Ralphie, come up on stage. Cause I was my, my dad's son. And I'd be like, nah, no, no. And then I learned quick when I, when I learned the concept that closed mouths don't get fed, yeah. when I learned to say yes to everything, that's when you start getting everything you want in life. You feel me? Like yeah. you just, you change that mentality of no. I'm like, and then it wasn't even why not after a while. I was just like, do everything that you think, do it. So I made internet shows. I made radio shows. I made, it goes on and on. Everything that I thought of, I did, you know? So, you know, and I even acted as an, as a, a extra in a movie just because I thought, and, and I like that process. It's cool because you can do music videos, you act too, you know? So, yeah. And for the great ones you do, you know, they're bigger than just playing in front of your garage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, but yeah, just to, I like um, the rambling show because we are ram- we are rambling, but I hope that people do hear what I'm saying and, and think like, just because you do foolish things, I mean, you're stupid. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is, it's just experience. And uh, don't judge me by all my actions. Just judge me by like the whole being. And, and, and if you have a conversation with me, I, and if you, and if you have something to express, I'll listen and uh, I'll try to point you in, in a direction. I would never try to influence you, try to, do something crazy no more. You feel me? Like yeah. I'm, I'm here to help people and to uh, get people to another. Just to where I'm not, I'm not about nobody. I'm not like, uh, I'm not here to say I just feel, I feel happiness because I'm expanding more than just music only. It's a wide variety of creativity and uh, self growth. Like, like I said, husband, father, son. Uh, there's so much to learn in life, and that's where the that's where the unbalance is. That's why some of these people mark themselves because they think they have all this music fame, but they didn't balance out the the psychological health. Yeah. So you have and learn how to resist all these temptations because mostly mofo's died of some kind of drug. You know what I'm saying? So I, all the greats died of a lot of the greats died of some kind of drug. So. Believe me, that that's real. That's prevalent. Yes, when you're at that level of music and creativity, you always look to expand and and in that pro- and, and like I said, I became I became like serious lush joining bands because we would practice on the weekend and we would drink. So and these people and there was an amount of alcohol when I learned. I didn't even have to bring nothing. They just always had it. So yeah. it just kind of got embedded in me from 24 when I joined my first, 23, 24, I joined my first band on. It's freaking almost half my life. Like you sing, you, you drink, you know, and, and it's like uh, some of these cats at that higher level didn't have to stop, you know. That's all they did. They didn't have to go work nine to fives, then do the, then go sing on stage. And they sing on stage for an hour. That's why mostly I don't respect none of those artists. They sing for an hour for a freaking thousand. I sing for four hours for like a hundred or so. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't respect those homies. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but you feel me on that? Like, yeah, I got you. I, 
nine hours of work. And that's like you. You work, you, or you do your job, you put your time, you take care of your time, whatever you do, and then you do more. Yeah. That's who I, that's the people that I salute. Those people who, who, who don't just say, I did my craft and, and I'm good. Like, I had to drop kids off at school and I had to get ready and I had to make lunch or, you know what I'm saying? And work nine hours and then yeah. doing things where the, where the man or whatever is telling you that you ain't no good. Yeah. That you ain't not going to be better than, you're not going to be better than him. And they're trying to keep you, they don't want you to be like that. So they limit your, your knowledge. And it's like, it's all corrupt, man. So that's why I said, well, I'm, me, this dude, I'm going to be, I'm going to try my best out here on the, on the side. When I clock out, that's when I that's when I clock in from my real life. Yeah, you know, so that's who I respect the people who have to do both. You know what I'm saying? This makes sense. Yeah, man, a lot of positive vibes in this hour and a half that we spent together. And man, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do, and I appreciate everything you're trying to do, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. And, and vice versa. So, um, um, let me know, man, when I could, um, like I said, find me R A O P H N I R V U S Ralph nervous, nervous. Um, hit me up. If you need any of those things, Google me to see if this story is real. So I appreciate you, Rob. All right, man. I appreciate you too. And that was the highly motivational Ralph nervous. You know, I mean, just, a fountain, a pool of positivity and everything. I mean, it's just over what a year or two, you know, that we've been interacting, whatever, man, I, I lose my timelines and everything, my time space or whatever. I just, <laughs> I know that we've been talking for a long time, me and him. And, um, that's all he does, man, promotes positivity. And, you know, I, I can get behind that and everything. It's just like, seeing him you know try to progress and um move into new things and new areas and try things for the first time you know is it inspiring to me to i mean as you can see i mean i'm trying new things and you know pushing my limits you know and um i mean everyone should at least try that you know so i mean i encourage you to go out and try something that'll take you out of your comfort zone and everything you know i mean even if you try it once, at least you can say you tried it. You know, I mean, I'm not talking about anal or anything like that, but I mean, if that's what floats your boat, go ahead and try that too. <laughs> I got some bonus content here after I finish running my mouth and um, check the dude out, man. He's steady working, steady grinding and um, an example of positive reinforcement and motivation. That is Ralph nervous as always. You can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob, that's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. Um, you can also follow the show on Twitter at 3RShow. You can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find different ways to help the show and help it grow. There's uh, Amazon links, uh, Amazon wish list if you want to contribute any equipment to the show. Um, there's merchandise that you can purchase and, um, there's patron 
opportunities for you all, um, just like Glenn Abbott, Brandon McIntyre, and King Ajar, who help out the show tremendously, and I appreciate all three of those gentlemen. Um, but as I come to say just about every week that I bring up the Patreon stuff and the merchandise and all the gear that you can send and help fund the show or whatnot, you don't have to do all that. It's not an obligation. Um, I'm not doing this show for that. But however, comma, pause for effect, I would very much so appreciate it if you could like, subscribe, or leave a review for the show. Not only this show, but any other podcast that you listen to. Because, I mean, that goes a long way. I mean, hell, the money and the equipment would go a long way, too. But <laughs> I feel that this is more important than that. You know, so if you can do that for free for me, that would be awesome. Leave a review, subscribe, follow, retweet, all those cool things. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram while I walk through the hollowed halls of Walmart uh, vlogging, as the young people would say. Um, my seven year old just told me she wanted to do her own vlog on YouTube about Minecraft and playing with toys. So I might be producing that, I guess. I'm just not down with buying toys just to watch her play with them. Apparently kids like that stuff because she liked that stuff too. She liked to see kids play with other shit. But now I'm rope-a-doped into this project and I'm going to have to probably go buy some fucking toys so she can watch well I can watch her play with toys while I record it. <laughs> it's a hulu. It's a hull of a mess. But it is what it is. And um, I'm a couple places this week and last week um, you can find me on the Derailers podcast the derailers podcast. Those are also the lovely individuals that um, do the WNW skits on uh, YouTube. That's wrestle nerds wrestling. If you're wondering what the WNW stands for. So you can um, look them up on YouTube and you can find them on iTunes and everywhere else that you listen to your podcast as the derailers. I'm a guest on that show and we get random. Um, also, I'm a guest on the bloke busters podcast. We do a review on season two of uh, Limited Schnickets and the series of unfortunate events on Netflix. So um, check me out on those two places. And um, that's about it. So um, stick around if you want to hear some more of Ralph Nervous's melodic tones and um, support the man. Give him some shout outs, some retweets, some follows and everything. And um, I'll see you next time. a cold night one pillow one sheet slept on the gray couch dying there every night feeling incomplete and as i wake up before you put your makeup before i ate my eggs up you raise the stakes up keep turning up the hate and then we go and break up i'm digging on you're tripping on me, love's crazy, yeah. We're hiding from the sun, we keep 
run into the rain Yeah, I'm tripping on you, you're digging on me, love's crazy Yeah, we're hiding from the sun, we keep running to the rain I'm done with all this stress, way too sad for this madness Life's an empty canvas, so we painted this dramatic skirt Why are we doing it this way? When I'm trying my best to stay Sometimes I just wish I could run away I get caught up in my days, been stubborn doing my thing Don't know if I'll ever change Oh, I'm digging on you, you're tripping on me Love's crazy, yeah We're hiding from the sun, we keep running to the rain Yeah, I'm tripping on you, you're digging on me Love's crazy, yeah We're hiding from the sun, we keep Run into, run into, run into the rain. Yeah, run into the rain. On and on and on, run into the rain. Rain, running, running, rain. We're running to no shelter, girl. Running to no shelter, girl. Running to no shelter, girl. Running, running. I'm digging on you, you're tripping on me, love's crazy. Yeah, we're hiding from the sun, we keep running to the rain Yeah, I'm tripping on you, you're digging on me, love's crazy Yeah, we're hiding from the sun, we keep running to, running to, running to the rain Yeah, running to the rain to no shelter Yesterday we were laughing I didn't know that's how you hid your pain Why didn't you say something? My friend, I know it's hard to dream of tomorrow When reality hits, our time's borrowed Use faith to find your way 
admire your strength and how you handle your trials day to day. Your courage, your bravery. Cause we're not running, not giving up. Let's fight for the prize. Let's rise, live it up today. Yeah. Our God is amazing. And as a butterfly, fly on. We're here, fighting strong, always. With love and unity. Freedom is beautiful And every breath is wonderful I'm thankful for all he's given I'm blessed the days that I keep living Cause freedom is beautiful Every breath is wonderful I'm thankful for all he's given I'm blessed the days that I keep living Cause we're not running, not giving up Let's fight for the prize Let's rise, live it up today Our God is amazing And as a butterflies fly on We're here fighting strong always with love and unity Cause freedom is beautiful And every breath is wonderful I'm thankful for all he has given I'm blessed the days that I keep living yeah. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky paws with a fresh funky beat A family of paws that are bringing the heat There ain't no Stopping us, keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,